these. So these are where the questions come from. This yeah. is where it stems from. This is what makes it fun. I mean, it's worth it to not get caught for murder. Welcome back to Creepy Campfire, your source for all things strange, the unexplainable, the infamous, and the mysterious. Here are your hosts, Jordan and Ryan. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Creepy Campfire podcast. Oh, it's good to be back. It is. It's good to be back in California. Yeah. How was your trip to... I mean, you stopped through Denver, right? Yeah, I did flip through Denver. I don't know if you got pictures up of that. Yeah, I've got pictures. I'm going to get them up tomorrow. Uh, put them up with like the announcement of a new episode and stuff like that. The airport there was weird. A little bit. Very clean. Um, it was under construction. And I'm like, what more construction do you need? This place is giant. Yeah. And I didn't see the weird artwork, which I know some of that has been pulled off, but I didn't really see any artwork at all. Oh, really? Yeah. But it was a short layover, so I didn't have a lot of time to browse. How long were you guys there? Just like an hour. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, so, it's not a whole lot of time. In and terminal. I'm very much the type of like, I want to get where I need to be and then set up camp and then For not sure. stray far away Yeah. <laughs> in case something happens. No, especially in the airport. Yeah. On a layover. No. Mm-hmm. No. But that was on the way to Austin. And Austin is a very pretty city. Um, reminded me of uh, of Sacramento as far as like the same likes and things like that, like big parks and a lot of live music and, and yeah. things like that. I mean, you guys went kind of like into the downtown mm-hmm. area too, yeah? We did. We did. I love it. Yeah. If you're ever there, we did, we tried, didn't get to do it, but uh, there's a bridge there where there a lot of bats swarm out of it every night at dusk supposed to be great. It rained, so that didn't happen for us. But if you're nearby, check it out. You said it's supposed to be like the largest... Largest urban bat colony in the world. That's so cool. Yeah. Be something to see. Mm-hmm. But we are not doing an episode on Texas. We are doing an episode today on North Carolina. Hey. Which I actually will be going to January? Yeah. Yeah. January. That's so. going to be their birthday trip, right? Yeah, so part of it, we're stopping by my hometown, mm-hmm. and then we're going to North Carolina. Yeah. So, it's going to be so much fun. Urban Legends. I'll start off with the first one. Sounds good. Uh, Raleigh's Haunted Capitol Building. Ooh. So it was built in 1840. The old Raleigh State Capitol Building continues to be one of the best preserved, and I'm getting this from onlyinyourstate.com, by the way. Okay. Best preserved pieces of state history in the state. The antiquated history is felt through original furniture, decorations, and souls that still linger. Ooh. Between former enraged politicians and possible murder, politics aren't the only scary subject in Raleigh. In 1961, the seat of the North Carolina state government moved just two blocks away. But the original building still remains. Of course, any old building contains tons of history, but what about ghosts? Most encounters of the ghostly kind are reported by the night watchers who claim to have heard yells, screams, and doors being unexplainably slammed and opened. The strangest encounter was witnessed and reported by a watchman of the name Mr. Jackson. Jackson claims to have witnessed the manual elevator going up and down from the third and first floor, while distant voices carried on conversation as if a break in time and space was occurring. Jackson was witnessing a day in the life of the 1900s. In the 1860s, a woman was murdered in the front steps of the Capitol building. Witnesses who have heard chilling, shrill screams attribute to this victim's ghost. From downtown, or from downright terrifying to sometimes silly, the Capitol building and its ghosts are famous in North Carolina. Okay. If I ever go to Raleigh, i got to check that out. Yeah. i got to do a trip out there. I feel there. like it's every, every um, 
like big state building, there's a murder that happened on the steps. Yeah. Because I remember hearing about a murder in Frankfort, Kentucky that happened. Like a governor got like stabbed on the steps or something. How? I'm like, how is that such a regular thing? <laughs> I mean. Do you your the, murders indoor. <laughs> under the cover of night. Yeah. No, out in the open, in the public eye. Let them see it. <laughs> so we've got one lady ghost who was potentially... A lady ghost in a ghost elevator. Yeah. And it's a manual elevator, you said? Yeah, that's what it said. So I'm assuming it would take a little bit more work and potentially... I don't know what a manual one entails, because I don't imagine you have a bunch of people pulling pulleys. Uh, yeah, well, um, that's true. I would just assume that maybe you wouldn't be able to attribute that uh, going up and down by itself to like a, an electrical glitch, Yeah, right? there's no kind of malfunction going on. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's crazy. Okay. Yeah. Staying capital. All right. Keep my eyes open for that. Um, so we got, okay, I'm going to go on the one of mine. We got the ghost ship from Dare County, North Carolina. Uh, though investigated by the FBI, the wreck of the Carol A. Deering remains a mystery. The Coast Guard found the ship abandoned, but wasn't able to reach it for days. Uh, when they did reach the ship, they found nearly everything missing, including all of the crew. But dinner was on the stove. Okay. Cooking. Uh, the, Bermuda, the Bermuda Triangle, pirates, and a number of other explanations have been offered, but none seem to hold. Which, by the way, I don't know how we haven't done one on the Bermuda Triangle. I've, I want to. There's so much there. Yeah. I'm debating on if I want to do a single case because doing it all together, that'd be. There's just a series of things. A lot. Yeah. Yeah. But on, so on the, the so Carol E. Deering, yeah, just never found the crew. Hmm. Totally Bummer. explained. It's crazy. I have a lake monster named Normie. 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 Cute. Man-made in 1963, Lake Norman was created by damming the Catawba, Catawba, yeah, I think that's right, mm-hmm. C-A-T-A-W-B-A, the Catawba River at Cohen's Ford. While no ancient creatures could be make, waiting to make their ascent, something could have possibly been caught in the making of Lake Norman. Normie has so many reports and sightings, it is hard to believe this urban legend is not true, says this site. Divers have been reported seeing a large fish enough to swallow a human and have vowed never to dive in certain areas again. Fishermen and lake dwellers have reported seeing Normie. Maybe he is just an overgrown garfish or mutated freshwater eel, but still a mystery. We haven't done this one? We have not done Normie. Well, one, it's a man-made lake. So there is no route for something to come in. Yeah. But I will say, catfish get real damn big. And catfish will get big enough to look like they can swallow a man. And I've heard divers be like, nope, not doing that again. Well, yeah, I mean, you get that thing far enough up. Well, because usually like the noodling and stuff like that, that's there. Mm-hmm. You would let them clamp up your arm, right? Mm-hmm. Essentially, or your hand at least. Yeah. Those things are so huge. Yeah, catfish are one of those fish that they just keep growing to mm-hmm. the size of where they are. So, oh. Yeah, they don't really stop. They just bottom feed their yep. way through. Yep. It's crazy. We got to we gotta look into that one. So I'm assuming um, that sounds kind of comparable to Nessie. Yeah. Normie and Nessie. And if you, like, find a lake that doesn't have a lake monster like Nessie, you know, it's... That's more of a rarity. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. We have uh, Blood Shower from uh, Chatham County or Chatham County. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that right. After a Chatham County woman thought she heard a hard rainfall in February 1884, she quickly discovered that the liquid falling from the sky wasn't clear. 
but instead it was a shower of pure blood. Samples were taken by a UNC chemist who confirmed the liquid was indeed blood, but he was unable to offer a scientific explanation for the phenomena. See, that's what I want to hear more about. Things like that. And how does no one know about it? Have you ever heard of star jelly? Star jelly? Yeah. No. Yeah, it's like jelly globs that people just find on the ground sometimes after like a lightning storm. Yeah. And I think it's something to do with like making plasma or something. I don't know. But weird stuff comes out the sky all the time. And yeah. if it's blood and proven to be blood. I just want to know like what, because it doesn't, it doesn't like um, extend upon that. But I want to know why, how big of an area did that affect? Mm-hmm. Was right. it a one-off? Was it just a, little... a 80% chance of blood rain It can't that be like morning? a whole town. <laughs> Right? Because it'd be an outrage, but... Somewhere in that county, though. Uh, yeah. Don't go outside. No. Don't do it. So I've got the Beast of Bladenboro. In 1954, an alarming amount of dead livestock and animal mutilations began being reported in Bladenboro. The animals were found with their jaw either broken or removed, and the blood drained from their bodies, linking this beast to the legend of the Chupacabra. Chupacabra! The witness report described an animal of assembling a panther or overgrown cat. The town banded together in an effort to hunt and kill the beast, yet no results turned up. For 50 years, the town of Bladenboro sat quietly as no attacks were reported. Then in 2006, the same attacks and the same beasts appeared again. What? No one knows exactly what the beast is, a cougar. But the main, the mysterious attacks and its mysterious false retirement leave us wondering, even believing, there could be some truth to this legend. Fifty years later, though, I think it's just mountain lions. Yeah, I mean the whole the whole uh, blood removal thing. That's doesn't the only really thing that makes really sense again. It but off. if it weren't drained of blood, then yeah. Oh, mountain lion. So they didn't have a name for this thing. Just a blatant burrow beast. Okay. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Watch out for cougars and, and lions, guys. Don't mess with them. <laughs> things will not hold back. Um, so we have the disappearance of Nell Cropsey from... Oh, you can do it. Butcher this. Pas- Pasquotonk, Pasquotonk? We are sorry to our First Nation listeners. Or Pasquotank? We try. County? I want to say Tonk, though. Uh, the nation <laughs> the nation was gripped by uh, the sudden disappearance of a beautiful Nell Cropsey from her Elizabeth City home in November 1901. Cropsey was found dead in the Pasquotonk River a month later, and her boyfriend, Jim Wilcox, was implicated from the crime. That bastard. Though he maintained his innocence and was ultimately pardoned by Governor Thomas Bickett. The death remains a mystery, at least for some, to this day. Hmm. So at least for some. Mysterious murder, huh? Yeah. Whoa. Okay, uh, Okay. we need more on that. We need to find more on that. <laughs> pa- uh, Nelcropsy. Okay, I'm going to look for, further into that for sure. The Brown Mountain Lights. Ooh. In Burke County, as the sun descends beneath the trees and night takes over, something strange begins to happen. Bright, multicolored, and multi-sized lights appear in the distance. Are they aliens? Are they ghosts? Is it just some weird marsh gas? They ask this, I don't. <laughs> For over a hundred years, no one has been able to figure out what the brown mountain lights are. Legends link the lights to ghost maidens searching for their loved ones after a great battle of the Cherokee and the Catawba. Again, I know that's wrong, but I'm trying. The only truth in the agreements of this legend is the brown mountain lights are visible with your own two eyes. And being that that one's kind of short, I'll jump into the next one, which is also like a 
natural phenomena. Okay. The Devil Dances Right Here in North Carolina claims this website. The devil doesn't need to go down to Georgia to find a soul. He can pray on some defiant camper who is camping in his circle. Quote, the devil's tramping ground is a real North Carolina mystery. This in this 40-foot diameter circle, nothing will grow. Leave something in the circle and it is sure, surely to vanish the next day. Brave, bold souls have camped in the center of the circle. While they did not disappear, they expressed that there was something strange as they stayed there overnight. That's, the, I think, the only one that I had heard about as there's far as North Carolina of, Legends like, goes. devil circles. Yeah, different areas, right? It's like devil, there's like devil circles and then holes to hell mm-hmm. um, where just there's patches where nothing will grow. Yeah. Nothing, no animals go near it. It's weird. I know that was supposed to be a pretty prevalent one, though, or like one of the originals, I think, was in mm-hmm. North Carolina. Okay, okay. At least one of the, oh, God, how far, it doesn't give it a date, but I, that's one that I had seen before. Gotcha. Um, all right, I got my last one, the Mako Light. Okay. Uh, the legend of the Mako Light has its origins in an 1867 train wreck that occurred west of Wilmington. Uh, this is in Brunswick County. After the car he was riding in became uncoupled from its train, conductor Joe Baldwin attempted to signal an oncoming second train to stop by waving a lantern. He was unsuccessful and was killed in the resulting crash, and ever since, a flickering light has been seen close to the site of the crash. Hmm. Okay. Okay. That would be terrible. <laughs> you don't want to end up Two like trains that? colliding? No. Nope. That would have been cooler if it ended up being a ghost train, though. Not, you know, no preference, but. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I've got a mysterious hill. The legend of Gravity Hill is linked to a truly tragic story. It is said that on Richfield Road, a young mother and her child were driving when her car stalled. As she got out of the car and attempted to push the car up the hill herself, a truck came along, hit and killed both of them instantly. Oh, no. Today, legend has it is if you go up the hill and put baby powder on the hood, you'll see handprints when you get to the top. Legend also says if you put your car in neutral at the bottom, you'll be pushed up the hill. Which, that's not something terribly crazy. Because here, I know here in California, we have a place called the Mystery Spot. Yeah. And I think there's a few of these around the world. Where, I've always heard of Mystery Spot. And a mm-hmm. lot of people I know have been there. Yeah. But I've never experienced it for myself. Is it like a anti-gravity kind of thing? It's not necessarily anti-gravity. Adverse? I think So you're like, it's, it's exactly that. You're on the bottom of a hill. You put your car in neutral. You'll start going up the hill and not down it. There's some geological or geographical reason for that. Yeah that I don't remember well enough, that's but that's so what weird. was explained to me. It's just, it's, yeah, the the ground's just laid out weird to where you'll do that. I want to know but who... But the handprints are a different story I want to know who tested that. Who put, who's, who's you know sprinkled you do that some in high baby school. powder? Well, yeah, if you, well, yeah. Bro, did I mean, you bring the starts, cornstarch today? But who starts <laughs> that? Well, yeah, and sprinkle it on your hood, and then let's see if, I don't know. Like, the, the tests that, that come up for these things sometimes just... I mean, astound me. I, I appreciate there is a test, though, because we could check it. Yeah. You should check it while you're there. No, yeah. I don't know if you guys are going to be in the area, but... Richfield? I don't know. We'll see. If you're in the area and you know anything about any of these stories, please let us know. Hit us up. Yeah, and I will be coming out to North Carolina eventually. If there's any spots that I should check up, check out, and that includes good food, yes. let me know. Yes. Foodies. All right. So the last one I've got here is Talking to the Dead at Biltmore. 
After her husband died from complications during appendicitis surgery, Edith Vanderbilt still continued to seek advice from George. I don't know who this George is. My ears just popped. Huh. It is said that Edith would sit in his favorite room. Must be the hu- the husband? So it said after he died, right? It did. Oh, she would sit in his favorite room. So she'd still be looking for advice from her late husband? From, yeah. Okay. The library in front of the marble fireplace and carry on conversation as if George was still there. She would ask him questions, talk about her day, and eventually the servants began to believe she had lost her mind. Okay. Understandably so. You know. Clearly, Edith was suffering from extreme grief, but her inability to cope with George's death persisted into the afterlife. It is said that to this day you can still hear her voice lightly talking to George. Is that if you go to, like, her house or something? That's if you go to this, uh, at, to the Biltmore. Okay. Yeah, if you go to that that, lip, that fireplace, yeah. you'll hear her whispering to Ooh. George. All right. And then we'll, fo- we'll, we'll polish it off with this one. Everyone has a sixth sense at Helen's Bridge. Located at Bucatcher Mountain in Asheville, Helen's Bridge is rooted in legend and unexplainable occurrences. The story goes that a young mother hung herself from the bridge after her daughter died in a fire. Inconsolable and grief-stricken, Helen is said to be seen in a long gown and will ask the whereabouts of her child. The strangest connection to the legend, though, is that there have been multiple reports of car trouble at the bridge. May it be a battery dying at the bridge or days after. People who have experienced Helen's Bridge have found looming car trouble to find them soon after their visit to the bridge. Is not just Helen, but strange and dark apparitions sighted around the area as well. The high volume of paranormal activity around this bridge fuels much of the legend. People have described seeing monster-like figures lurking behind the dense brush. Even slaps, punches, and scratches have been reported. What's really going on here? Huh. Interesting. All right, Helen's Bridge. Helen's Bridge. I want to check that out, but I don't want to check that out. Yeah, no, you don't need any car trouble while you're over there. And it's a rental. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what happened. We went over this bridge. It's, we got the insurance that covers ghost damage, right? Yeah. Right. <laughs> Does it cover the supernatural? Shadow people say. smack. No. Okay. All right. Well, what about if a Bigfoot throws a rock at the windshield? Yeah. No. Okay. Oh no. I game. Yeah, I get you on that. All, one, right. I <laughs> All right. I guess we'll take it. You looking forward to North Carolina then? You know, I am. I don't know if I'll check many of these places out, but if I do see them, I'll be like, oh. Maybe. Yeah. Go by. Yeah. That'd be I, cool. I'd be, I mean, I'd be up for it. I'd be there for a few days. Yeah. Going to be there seeing dear friends. But might might. I don't know about the spooks, but I might check out, see if I see Normie. Yeah. The, the huge catfish, in my opinion. Go to the lake. Yeah. That'd be cool. How do you feel about North Carolina? I just want to go check it out. Yeah. Well, I mean, I heard the, well, I, they've always had a good food scene. Um but other than that, all I know of it is that my uncle lives there now. Oh, there you go. He moved there from San Francisco, and he's enjoying it, mm-hmm. making a family out there, and doing it much cheaper than where he was. <laughs> I like all of these spook stories. They these feel very urban legendy. These stories, yeah, yeah. These are the ones that like the ghost on the bridge, uh-huh. the monster in the lake, the thing that ate the chickens, like yeah, the lady that went crazy after her husband died, like. These are the urban legends. That I can get behind. Yeah, I, yeah. Pre- I appreciate these. So. Yeah, no, I would love to go check them out. Mm. We, I know we say that about every <laughs> every urban legends, but it's 
it's hard to get around this country, especially right now. Especially right now. And by the way, let me rant for a minute. I traveled. I traveled safely. I had my mask on. We stayed distanced. It was great. But other people in the airport did not do this. If you're in an airport, wear the wear the mask. Just please wear the mask. They have announcements every 10 minutes of like, hey, make sure you wear your mask over your nose and your mouth. Mm-hmm. And so many people just pulling it right off their face when they're talking to people, which is exactly when you should have it on. Yeah. Even if you don't, if you think this is all crock, I'm not even going to fight that with you. But just respect other people's boundaries. Yeah, that's all. That's all. I get that you don't want to do it. Yeah. But, I mean, if you're the only one in the room who doesn't want to abide just yeah. for the sake of being conflicting, mm-hmm. what? why? Why? So I'm going to continue to travel, but I'm doing it safely, and I ask that everyone else be responsible too. Please? Off my soapbox now. Yeah. No, I appreciate it. Yeah. <laughs> be safe out there, guys. Yeah. Jordan, you had anything in the works coming up? Um, I'm thinking my next episode is going to be on crop circles, which is, um, I was listening to a podcast the other day and that just, it came up and I was surprised that we hadn't done one yet Mm -hmm. in relation to all the alien abductions we've done. I'll give you a hint. Check out crop circles in England because they tend to be, I know we think Midwest here, Yeah, but England has them like crazy. I'm going to try to do like a good bit from everywhere, do Mm -hmm. a little bit of a culmination kind of thing so that I can see what maybe what's different or just mm-hmm. try to you know compare and contrast kind of thing right so that'll be fun yeah be a good one yeah we've uh, got october right around the corner yeah we do which means we're going to have another another little run of our campfire stories like we did last year uh and then i really still want to do a listener story episode for halloween day whenever we can and so if you guys got any stories anything weird that's happened funny feelings you, you saw lights in the sky I really don't care. As long as it was enough to creep you out, tell it to us and then we'll creep other people out with it. Where can they send it? They can send it to creepycampfirepodcast at gmail.com. Or, or you can hit me up on the Instagram, creepycampfirepodcast. Absolutely. We'll take it all. That's right. Recordings, snippets, whatever mm-hmm. you want to do, you can just write it out and send it. Don't have to use your name. Be totally anonymous. Send it on in. And then uh, just a quick reminder, you know, we're getting into the fall season, and what do you like to eat with your pumpkin pie? Jerky. 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 Don't forget our sponsor, Moses Family Jerky. They make amazing jerky. They make a great coffee. We've tried both. I was going to say, coffee goes even better with pie than jerky. I was like, that's an interesting selling point. I mean, I, coffee- <laughs> I, thought, I thought it was good. No, it's good. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but check them out, and you actually will get 10% off your order if you, you if you use our code CREEPY10. That's 10, the number, not the word. Creepy 10. I need to re-up on my mesquite. I feel that one. So I might good. try some of their spicy ones next time. Yeah. Cool. Well peppered. Well, Jordan, I think that about does it for everything. Yeah, it's been so long since we've done one of these, one of the urban legends. Uh, yeah. Yeah, we space them out a little bit. We still got like, I don't know, 40 states to go. So yeah. we got plenty to pick from. Yeah, we're coming around. That's right. All right. Well, everybody, till next time, stay, stay toasty. toasty.